You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It was not pretty, but the Eagles get the win in what is the perfect Eagles game because I'm debating whether I should be angry or relieved on the postgame show. Uh, I'm going to have to bring in a co-host here to help me out. It is not going to be Jess. She had a nervous breakdown during the game. Not really. She's at the game. but uh, So I'm going to be joined today by Dibes. You might have heard him on the BGN Draft Show. Uh, Dibes, welcome to the show. The Eagles are 4-0. I don't feel much like celebrating. I- I'm still trying to figure out what I think about this game. You know, every time you look back, you know, after the fact, you think good, the bad, and the ugly. This was more of like the 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 mid, the bad, and the even more ugly because uh, there's still way more questions than answers uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. Brian Johnson's play calling, the defense, the coverage, the bonehead mistake after bonehead mistake. At the end of the day, the Eagles got the W, and that's what matters. Yeah, let's let's jump to the very end of the game because I want to get your opinion on this. So the Eagles have the ball near the end of regulation. Uh, I, I'll pull the exact timestamp. I think it was like a minute 42 on the clock. Uh, and they made the decision, Washington playing aggressive. Uh, they're at the 28-yard line, and they run the double move to A.J. Brown. They score a touchdown with 143 left. The, the broadcast acted like that's poor management. Uh, I was more of the opinion you go there. Like It's second down. Washington still had a timeout. So if you just run the ball and don't pick up a first down, you're kicking a field goal with about a minute left. What were your thoughts on that decision? Obviously it didn't work out. They end up in overtime, but what were your thoughts in the moment is, do you go for it there? Do you settle for the field goal? What's your thoughts? You go for it. Like Nick Sirianni has made his case as an aggressive head coach. That has been his staple since with the Eagles. I I don't understand. There's been times, especially during this first half. Great example where the the Eagles aren't being aggressive. There's a lot more short passes. You know, the Eagles were terrific. Jalen Hurts showed improvements all last season, all 2022, uh, going downfield, taking shots. And, you know, that that was Nick Sirianni's MO. I get it. Brian Johnson is a new offensive coordinator. He's getting his feel, and that's okay. It is only week four. Uh, But some of that – some of. there's a lot more questions than answers. Like I said, uh, I, I just very much question that call. Yeah. I, I think I still think it's the right call uh, because it's not, a, it's different if you can guarantee that you can run the clock out and kick a field goal, but you can't guarantee that. And so in absence of that, I think you go for the touchdown and then you have AJ Brown with a boneheaded decision. And I listen, I, I think taunting is a stupid penalty. And even if it's in the game, I think that was an incredibly weak taunting call. But the officials have been on you all day long. This is one, of, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but this is one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen slanted against the Eagles. With that going your way, 
you cannot give them a window. Drop the ball and go celebrate with your teammates. I thought it was just a boneheaded decision by A.J. Brown, and it almost cost the Eagles, and the defense shares the responsibility, letting him go right down the field, but just a boneheaded move there by A.J. Brown. Yeah, that was the storyline of the first half. I think the Eagles had six penalties for 30 yards in the first half. There were clear, There was a clear narrative happening. I don't know. That's my conspiracy theory, especially on the, on the, the tush-push uh, call. I think it was on Landon Dickerson. I could be incorrect. Uh, but anyway, uh, A.J. Brown cannot be that stupid. Uh, again, this, this game, <laughs> Eagles are lucky to escape this one with a win. Because uh, to be fair, kudos to uh, Sam Howell. Kudos to this commander's offensive line. Yes, they gave up five sacks. Nicholas Morrow had three. Uh, but I thought the commanders, respectfully, had a very good game plan in this one. There were a lot of short passes, as we expected, coming into this one. But it seemed like every time the Eagles had pressure, finally got pressure, starting in that second quarter, um, Sam Howell had an answer. He scrambled for a first down or major yardage. Every time the Eagles got there, or if just Jalen Carter just barely got home, Sam Howell drops a dime, that, that incomplete pass. I think to McLaurin or Dotson, I forget who it was. Uh, but my gosh, there were some. Uh, it was a wild game, a typical NFC East battle uh, for me. But at the end of the day, the Eagles continue to make some mistakes, especially across the offensive line. AJ Brown, uh, they could have had two turnovers, literally, I think on the first series where they dropped an interception and could have recovered a fumble. It was just that kind of game. Yeah. Let's talk on the defense first, and we'll switch to the offense at the end. I've seen a lot of people, not to jump ahead to three words, but I've seen a lot of people criticizing the defense. And that's fair. You see Sam Howell take nine sacks last week, throw two or four interceptions. But, I mean, the reality is the first two weeks of the season, Howell was a decent quarterback, especially for a guy really getting some of his first reps. And I thought that was a mirage. I thought last week was him coming back down to earth. Turns out maybe it was just a bad game. I thought – Howell played well, but also the defense, you know, you're down Avante Maddox, which that's a season long thing. Get used to it. But you're also down Justin Evans, who's a starting safety. So you have to put in uh, Edmonds. Uh, I still cannot keep straight if it's Terrell or Tremaine Edmonds. It's Terrell Edmonds. Uh, You've got him in. He doesn't play well. You've got Sidney Brown, who played nickel for you last week, is also out. Uh, you lose Darius Slay for a moment. The, the commanders were picking on Josh Job in coverage. They were picking on Zach Cunningham in coverage. Like, I really thought, I mean, the defense needs to play better as far as like calling for coordinators' heads. I thought Sean Desai did a pretty good job schematically. Uh, my only real qualm is the way that they let Sam Howell create with his feet. That's a schematic yeah. thing. That's structural, and you can't let that happen against a team like this. But other than that, I thought Desai had a good game. It's just at a certain point, You've got you're so decimated with injuries. You've got to get back healthy. Yeah, I I think the blueprint is out on the Eagles and how to slow down that Eagles defensive line. You know, the pass rush has been great. The Eagles have been living with four man fronts. They've been getting pressure, not necessarily getting home as much, but they've been terrific uh, all across the defensive line. Um, it they struggled. They struggled uh, again, just like offense. Uh, side of the football they they weren't aggressive to start this one in the first quarter when you started to see them uh click was in that second quarter when you saw more uh aggressiveness from the eagles defensive line uh when you saw nick morrow take shots uh that's what 
I think this Eagles defense needs to do. They need to be more aggressive. De uh, opposing offenses are going to destroy them, as we have seen, uh, through motion, through bunches. Uh, and, and, you know, that's kind of been the MO, the struggle of this Eagles defense. It's not been the run defense. The Eagles run defense is at an elite level right now. It's in the coverage. We saw Darius Slay get cooked on a play. Like, it, that's where... I have my concerns. Um, the Eagles linebackers have been fine. It's 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 the Josh Job who I've been okay with until today. Uh, he really struggled in this one. Uh, it was just a really tough game across the board. Whereas the Eagles seem to the Eagles wide receivers seem to get open. I didn't expect the Eagles wide receivers to struggle to beat coverage. I mean, it really wasn't until that what third quarter when they really started to put pressure on the commander's defense the eagles had 172 yards of offense washington had 23 yards of offense you saw the eagles become more aggressive uh the eagles had three plays of 15 yards or more in that third quarter that really was the difference in this one shane uh when, when the eagles you know flipped the script and said enough is enough let's get the ball downfield to our playmakers that was it yeah uh, you mentioned the eagles rushing defense they do give up 107 yards and two touchdowns uh, however, 40 of those yards were QB scrambles. So uh, they hold Brian Robinson to 3.2 yards per carry. They hold Antonio Gibson to 3.2 yards per carry. Thought the run D was good. I thought they started getting pressure in the second half. They end up with five sacks, a lot of near misses. Uh, Nicholas yeah. Morrow with three so sacks. Uh, and I'm telling so you, Nicholas Morrow might be the best linebacker the Eagles have had in a decade. And he started the season on a practice squad. And I can't fathom that. And that I'm not just overreacting to the three sacks. Like he has been darn good through the three weeks that he's played, but the three sacks is really just the feather in his cap. Yeah. That, that's funny. You say that. I love the comment on uh Blankenship and I love the, the, the comment on the Eagles linebackers because those were the two concerns outside of the coordinators. It was the safety position and it was the linebackers. Nick and the Kobe Dean goes down and sure enough, Zach Cunningham and Nick Morrow have been on fire these last two weeks. Uh, what, what did we get today? Uh, I think Cunningham led the team in tackles. Uh, Cunningham yeah, had 13 tackles. Nick Morrow had three sacks. When was the last time an Eagles player had three sacks? Probably last year, actually. Probably Reddick. <laughs> uh, by the way, shout-outs to Hassan Reddick for getting on the board this week. Uh, we pred predicted that one, Shane. In um, a huge but, moment, by the way. In yeah. a huge moment. Yeah, but Eagles linebackers and Cunningham and Morrow have been terrific. Uh, Cunningham, uh, only a few missed tackles. He's been very good in coverage. Nicholas Morrow, arguably better in coverage. Uh, so th there's not much more you can ask from this Eagles linebacking quarter. And Drew's got a good comment here on YouTube. Washington does have really good receivers. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. That's a really good uh, trio of receivers. But yeah, the Reed Blankenship, man, Reed Blankenship, I'm going to whisper this into the mic instead of say it emphatically, but Reed Blankenship's a better safety than Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got the insane production. And I talked about last year, how a lot of those were tipped ball, you know, not necessarily something he did. Reed Blankenship, he's playing incredible football. And, you know, you get that play in overtime downfield and, I know he, he didn't do this on purpose, it's but man, right the forearm, and the guy gets the second McLaurin gets the second foot down on his forearm instead of the grass. And it puts him out of bounds and gets the Eagles ball back. Like 
Reed Blankenship, yeah, he has eight tackles in this one. He had two pass breakups. Uh, I thought it was a, another really good performance next to him. Now the Eagles just need a good safety beside him. Like, I need Sidney Brown back healthy. Exactly. Yeah, no, he, he's been arguably the unsung hero of this Eagles defense. I mean, we've talked and talked and talked about this Eagles defensive line. Jalen Carter, is he the best player on this Eagles defense? I think that is a legit question. He's been that dominant. Um, and then you get Jordan Davis and you get Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick finally got cooking uh, here in week four. But Reed Blankenship, whether it's in coverage, in the box, stopping the run, he's been everywhere week after week. Oh, I guess he missed a week, right? Uh, after a week. But Reed Blankenship, um, he's just consistent. He's consistently very good in nearly all facets. He had a pick against Baker Mayfield in a big moment last week. Uh, there's not enough you could say about Reed Blank Blankenship. I mean, we talked a lot about how the Kobe Dean was going to be the breakout star uh, of 2023. Give a shout out to Reed Blankenship, man, who uh, deserves everything that's coming to him because uh, he's kind of the rock of this secondary that's really struggling right now. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, let's flip the script to the offense. Uh, the Eagles offense struggled early in this one. Uh, they get the drive right before halftime to make it 17 to 10, but they had uh, two punts in between. There are only four possessions in the first half. Uh, I thought they started to get it together in the second half. They scored on three of their four possessions. Um, when you look at the offense, now obviously the Eagles couldn't run the ball today. They end up at 3.9 yards per carry. They had negative rushing EPA on the day. Oh, no, sorry. They had. 0.02 EPA per play on rushes. DeAndre Swift was in negative EPA. Uh, just not a good rushing day. And we talked about during the week that the commanders have a really good defensive front. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen is one of the better defensive tackle duos in the league. Now, coincidentally, they're only the second best defensive tackle duo in the division, thanks to Jalen Carter coming to Philadelphia. But the Eagles struggled to get the ball going, uh, the run game going. And I thought they really struggled with the passing game, at least early on. Um, Jalen Hurts had his moments. Uh, he ends 25 of 37 for 319 yards and two touchdowns. He took three sacks. Uh, you know, he's got a 112 QB rating. I just didn't think he played that great this game. Um, overall, I didn't think he played great. You get down to the end of the game and uh, he gets the intentional grounding, which I don't know, like he checked that play. He checked out of a run and do a pass play in a situation where a field goal wins the game and you've got one of the best kickers in the league and you're already in field goal range. Like you can't do that. I, I thought that was a bad decision in the moment. 
Maybe he's a little bit of a heat check from checking into that A.J. Brown touchdown at the end of regulation. He also checked into that play. Uh, but I thought Hertz was a little bit up and down once again today. Yeah, it was a tale of two halves. And then in the second half, it was a tale of two quarters, if that makes sense. Um, I, I thought just Jalen Hurts and Brian Johnson just not being on the same page. I mean, this was a commander's defense that gave up 11 plays, 11 play, explosive plays against the Bills last weekend. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, we have not seen an A game from him. We've not seen a B game from Jalen Hurts in 2023. You know, this, this is a guy who has come into this thing uh, with the 22nd best EPA per dropback. He was 10th in the league in 2022. Uh, in this game, you know, I, I did not like the game plan, which was just dink and dunk and, and hit those short passes, short, short, short passes over and over and over again. Yes, he had 352 yards and two touchdowns, but that really wasn't until the third quarter when they said enough is enough and let's attack downfield. Um, but for me, like, like I, I just didn't understand it. Like the Washington defense gave up passes of 35, 30, and 20 uh, against uh, the Bills last week. They gave up rushes of 34, 23, 13, 10, 10, and 10, including Josh Allen last week. You know, I, I, yes, uh, Jalen Hurts had that huge 24-yard uh, scramble, which was amazing. That's arguably one of my favorite plays of this game. That was the 2022 Jalen Hurts uh, that we saw. But there, like we said in shows prior, like there's something off about Jalen Hurts, whether he's not seeing the field, he can't turn the corner as fast, he's, he's sitting when he should be targeting down the field, uh, maybe he's playing it too safe. I don't know what it is. Uh, but Jalen Hurts, again, I don't think this is an A game by any means. I'd probably give him probably a C plus, B minus. Uh, but I don't know if that's Brian Johnson. I don't know if some, I mean, even the Eagles pass protection was not good again in this one. Um, at, people are going to complain about the lack of running uh, from this one, from the Philadelphia Eagles. I, that, I'm not that kind of guy. I, I'm the kind of guy that like you, you take what the defense gives you, but at the end of the day, uh, Jalen Hurts and Brian Johnson need to get on the same page because this was one of the best uh, of the best teams in the league last year in terms of getting the ball downfield. And it took them embarrassingly to the third quarter to do that against a team you had clear advantages over. It just doesn't add up. Yeah. And, you know, to your point about Jalen Hurts, and he's just playing differently. I pointed this out on our halftime show that you and I did together. It, He's got the ball on like a pull option and, or no, no, maybe this was a scramble. He scrambles out and Benjamin St. Juice, a slot defender is the only guy there. And rather than try to juke him or put a shoulder into him, he just sits down for a one yard gain. And like Jalen Hurts of last year would run through a slot defender and pick up 20 yards on that play. And I don't know if he's got to be being coached to do that. And if that's true, it's just an egregious misuse of a player. Like, I'm not advocating for Jalen Hurts going full Josh Allen, trying to dive over linebackers and things like that. But you can pick your spots. And a slot defender with 20 yards of open field behind him is a spot that you try to make him miss. And that's just like if if Hurts is either not willing or not being coached to do that, then stop calling option plays. Stop calling QB draws and just make him a pocket passer. And if you just make him a pocket passer, he is not going to be a top five quarterback in the league. He's just not. And that's not a cut. That's not a 
dig at his passing ability. I think it's good, but it's predicated on his threat to run. And that's not been there this year. And the Eagles have to find a way to bring that back. I fully agree. And then let's also talk. Well, actually, before we get this kind of leads into Jake Elliott, but Brian Johnson's decision, like generally I like Brian Johnson as a play caller. There's some situational things I just hate. And one of those things is with a five point or four point lead, whatever it was, four point lead at the start of the fourth quarter on a third and 11, just calling a, a, a outside zone. Like you're settling for a field goal in a situation where a touchdown that the commanders then go get ties the game. That That's unforgivable with weapons like AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, put the ball in the end zone in that situation. Uh, if you're just going to, if you're conceding a field goal, at least just throw a go ball into the back of the end zone. And worst case scenario, you kick a field goal from one yard further back. Yeah, I have no, uh, nothing to add there. I mean, the, it has to be better. Uh, the, the Eagles bread and butter last season was their red zone offense and their third down efficiency. They were absolutely dominant across the board. It's not been good enough. It's just not been good enough. But we all expected this, right? They didn't play anything in the preseason. They, they come out, it's week four. I think we all need to pump the brakes a little bit on Brian Johnson. We all need to pump the brakes on kind of the lack of rhythm within this offense. They're 4-0, for heaven's sake. They're 4-0. Uh, they escaped one big time. Has it been perfect? Absolutely not. Has it been brutal at times? Absolutely, yes. But at the end of the day, we're 4-0. Uh, what you want to do here, uh, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you want to see progress. We have seen progress through weeks one, two, and three. I don't know about week four. I'm going to watch all 22. I, I thought there was probably a step or two back when it comes to Brian Johnson because uh, there were definitely some uh, bonehead mistakes just like A.J. Brown in this one today. But for me, uh, he has to be better. There's too much talent on this team. Uh, and I, I want to see this team consistently aggressive, moving the ball down the football field. They don't really have an identity right now. You know, they, they seem lost at times. Landon Dickerson penalties. like. There's no excuse. They were, how many penalties did they, this offensive line have last year? They're fully back. Cam Jurgensen's back. Cam Jurgensen was terrific last week. But when you see the penalties from Lane, when you see the penalties from Dickerson, like there's no excuse for that kind of stuff, man, whether they were correct or incorrect. So um, I hate playing the ref battle because the refs were terrible today. Uh, but there's just too many mistakes on offense. Uh, there's too many questionable calls from Brian Johnson. There's too many times when I, I'm left wanting more from Jalen Hurts. Uh, but it is week four in the NFL. What we want to see these mistakes cleaned up by week 10, week 11, week 12. At the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah, the, the Eagles are rapidly running out of the easy on-ramp of their schedule uh, of teams to beat before they've got to be playing their A game. So they're good job. We said at the beginning of the year, the schedule gets brutal. they got to stack wins at the beginning of the season. They've done it. It hasn't been pretty. They've got a lot to clean up. But the last thing I want to touch on before we throw it over to Rachel for three words, our, our Twitter heat check here. Uh, we've got to talk about my guy, Jake Elliott. Jake <laughs> Elliott, just casually winning games for the Eagles, hits field goals from 41, 47, 36, and 54 yards today. Uh, Eagles legitimately might be one and three without Jake Elliott. He is nine of 10 on the year on field goals. His only miss coming from 50 plus where he is three of four. Uh, Jake Elliott is money dives. I, I love that this guy's on our football team. 
I love this comment, Jake Elliott, team MVP so far. I mean, he's right there, right, Chris? He's yeah. a great name, by the way. Jake um, Elliott is the Eagles' offensive MVP so far this year. It, it was it was DeAndre Swift coming into this game, but Swift didn't have a great game. Jake Elliott, Jake Elliott always has a great game. Yeah, I mean, I would argue also, you know, Stoutland. <laughs> the, Eagle, the Eagles had have had an amazing stretch of a couple weeks prior to today of just dominance on the offensive line. Uh, but Jake Elliott just continues to de- deliver, man. Um, amazing, amazing performance. That, about, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was about to call you out for doing your thing where you pick someone that's not an offensive player as the offensive MVP, but then I realized before I said that that Jake Elliott's also not an offensive player. So uh, I don't know who's breaking the rules there more, me picking a special teams player or you picking an Eagles offensive coach. It's your show. I, I won't do that today. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring Rachel in and let's find out what the people are saying on Twitter. Enjoy you guys being here in the comments, uh, dropping comments here. Let's check in with the Twitter sphere. Rachel, how are fe- people feeling about the Eagles overtime victory? The very first one that's standing out, I feel nauseous. I think all of us you know, <laughs> uh, made us sweat. We were all like, I know I went into this game knowing confidently that the Eagles were going to smack the commanders. And so the fact that it was this close, I was just confused, especially after we saw last week with the commanders against the Bills. I wanted a repeat performance. And so the Eagles just didn't do that. And so I think everybody's very disappointed, but at the end of the day, a win is a win. Um, And so I see get hurts going. I see fire Brian Johnson. You guys already touched on that. Uh, Defense looked silly. Come on defense. Um, oh, my heart, what happened to the defense? Um, Big D and Elliot. So you guys already touched on all of the stuff that people were hitting on, but a lot of people were definitely upset with Brian Johnson. Johnson ain't it. Too many mistakes. So most people were calling for Brian Johnson to get fired, which <laughs> but he has to do better. And a lot of people were talking about just both of the um, offensive and defensive coordinators as a whole. So. This, that's where, like, this offense is so puzzling. I mean, they, they did put up 34 points. Yes, it was overtime. But, like, you look at heading into this week, they're number two in time of possession. I think they had the seventh most points per game in the NFL. Uh, there, there are a lot of positives. The problem comes in in these situational moments. The Eagles keep making terrible decisions in big moments, whether it's offense or defense. Uh, that's my take on, on this Eagles team. Like, Last week, you know, the, the red zone, they're there. They just can't get home offensively. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, it's all about those situational moments. Like the Eagles have not been good in the red zone this year. And it's been the little thing, little misses. There, there's been so many as a whole, the offense has moved the ball and been good. And then in these big moments, they've seemed to come up short. It's something they've definitely got to get ironed out. Yeah, man. Listen, at the end of the day, um, we're 4-0. The Eagles are sitting here 4-0. Did it go as planned? Absolutely not, but it is 4-0. People are going to want to nitpick this one. Uh, I I probably choose to move on. (laughs) I choose to move on and hope for uh, improvements. And again, I want to throw a shout out to this uh, commander's offensive line and Sam Howell, uh, because I thought that was just a massive, advantage pointing towards the Eagles, Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. Yeah, the Eagles did well against the commander's run attack, but 
you know, I, I thought I expected more. The Eagles did have five sacks. But again, after this is one of those frustrating games where the Eagles were getting there, but Sam Howell seemed to have an answer every single time, uh, whether it was like a, a, a pass for 10 yards and a first down or a 10-yard scramble. Um, and I just got to give respect uh, to the commanders in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dives, anything, any final thoughts you want to throw out there before we get out of here? Uh, Nicholas Morrow, uh, my goodness, three sacks. We already touched on him, but I want to give a, one more shout out. Um, we're going to have a decision to make because when N'Kobe Dean comes back, uh, they're going to have an interesting rotation there because I, Nico, uh, Nicholas Morrow, Zach Cunningham have played arguably pretty well uh, it, overall. Um, so for me, it's about uh, finding ways to get N'Kobe Dean, who is young, he is raw, he's going to make mistakes, but uh, I've been okay with everything I've seen from them. Um, and the Eagles just need to clean it up. They need to clean it up. No more penalties, enough of the bonehead mistakes, uh, dropped interceptions in the end zone. Uh, it just can't happen. This Eagles team is too talented for that. Um, and they got the W at the end of the day. You look at Dallas last week against the Cardinals, laid an egg. This week, the Eagles laid an egg, probably didn't deserve the win. But at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts delivered. Uh, A.J. Brown, for better or worse, delivered plus or minus with that penalty. Uh, but a win is a win is a win. Yeah, absolutely. The Eagles are 4-0. The Miami Dolphins fall. Uh, the 49ers are already out to a 14-0 lead on the Cardinals. So it looks like there will be two uh, two undefeated teams going into Week 5. But the Eagles do get the win. Uh, they might have taken years off our life in the process. But go ahead. <laughs> Win to overtime, get the win. There's positives to look at with Morrow and, and different aspects of the game. Uh, next week, the Eagles face the Los Angeles Rams, a team that has looked better than expected so far this year. They are two and two. That'll be a four o'clock kick time next set, uh, next Sunday. Uh, you guys keep it tuned here to the BGN feed. We will be live right after the game next Sunday, breaking down all of the action. Stay tuned to the BGN radio feed, YouTube, wherever you're listening to this. There'll be podcasts dropping all throughout the week. To everybody in the comments, everybody that replied on Twitter, thank you guys for hopping in on the show. The Eagles are 4-0. Let's keep the good times rolling. We'll catch you guys next time.